Chapter Five of Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume Two by Havelock Ellis. Chapter Five: The Nature of Sexual Inversion, Part Three. Physical Abnormalities. The circumstances under which many of my cases were investigated often made information under this head difficult to obtain or to verify. In at least four cases the penis is very large, while in at least three it is small and undeveloped, with small and flabby testes. It seems probable that variations in these two directions are both common, but it is doubtful whether they possess as much significance as the tendency to infantilism or the sexual organs in inverted women seems to possess. Hirschfeld considers that the genital organs of inverts resemble those of normal people. He finds, however, that phimosis is rather common. More significant, perhaps, than specifically genital peculiarities are the deviations found in the general conformation of the body. In at least two cases there are well-developed breasts, in one of the breasts swelling and becoming red. In one case there are menstrual phenomena, physical and psychic, recurring every four weeks. In several cases the hips are broad and the arms rounded, while some are skillful in throwing a ball. One was born with a double squint. At least two were seven months' children. In the previous chapter I have referred to the tendency to hypertrichnosis, and occasionally oligotrichnosis among inverted women. Among the men it is the latter condition which seems more common, and in several cases the bodies are hairless, or with but scanty hair. A few are left-handed, though not perhaps an abnormal proportion. The sexual characters of the handwriting are in some cases clearly inverted, the men writing a feminine hand and the women a masculine hand. A high feminine voice is sometimes found. A marked characteristic of many inverts, though one is not easy of precise definition, is their youthful appearance and frequently childlike faces, equally in both sexes. This has often been remarked and is pronounced among many of my subjects. The frequent inability of male inverts to whistle was first pointed out by Ulrich, and Hirschfeld has found it in 23%. Many of my cases confess to this inability, while some of the women inverts can whistle admirably. Although this inability of male inverts is only found among a minority, I am quite satisfied that it is well marked among a considerable minority. One of my correspondents, M.N., writes to me, With regard to the general inability of inverts to whistle, I am not able to do so myself. Their fondness for green, my favorite color, their feminine calligraphy, skill at female occupations, etc., these all seem to me but indication of the one principle. To go still farther and include trivial things, few inverts even smoke in the same manner and with the same enjoyment as a man. They have seldom the male facility at games, cannot throw at a mark with precision, or even spit. Nearly all these peculiarities indicate a minor degree of nervous disturbance and lead to modification, as my correspondent points out, in a feminine direction. It is scarcely necessary to add that they by no means necessarily imply inversion. Shelley, for instance, was unable to whistle, though he never gave an indication of inversion, 
but he was a person of somewhat abnormal and feminine organization and he illustrates the tendency of these apparently very insignificant functional anomalies to be correlated with other and more important psychic anomalies the greater part of these various anatomical peculiarities and functional anomalies point more or less clearly to the prevalence among inverts of a tendency to infantilism combined with feminism in men and masculinism in women this tendency is denied by hirschfeld but it is often well indicated among the subjects whose history i have been able to present and is indeed suggested by hirschfeld's own elaborate results so that it can scarcely be passed over i regard it as highly significant and it is in harmony with all that we are learning to know regarding the important part played by the internal secretions alike in inversion and the general bodily modifications in an infantile feminine and masculine direction if we are justified in believing that there is a tendency for inverted persons to be somewhat arrested in development approaching the child type we may connect this fact with the sexual precocity sometimes marked in inverts for precocity is commonly accompanied by rapid arrest of development a correspondent who is himself inverted furnishes the following notes of cases he is well acquainted with i quote them here as they illustrate the anomalies commonly found one a male eldest child of a typically neurotic family three children in all two male and one female the other two are somewhat eccentric unsocial and sexually frigid one in a marked degree the curious point about this case is that a the only one of the family possessed of mental ability and social qualifications should be inverted parents marriage was very ill-assorted and inharmonious the father being of great stature and the mother abnormally small and of highly nervous temperament both of feeble health ancestry unfortunate especially on the mother's side two b male invert younger of two sons no other children has extremely feminine disposition and appearance of considerable personal attraction and has great musical talent penis is very small and marked breast development three c male invert younger of two sons no other children interval of six years between first and second son parents marriage one of great affection but degenerate ancestry on mother's side cancer and scrofula in family four d male invert second child of six remainder girls of humble social position considerable depravity evinced by all the members of this family with the exception of d who alone proved steady honest and industrious five e male invert second son of family of three the youngest child being a girl stillborn of extreme neurotic temperament fostered by upbringing effeminate in build and disposition musically gifted six f male invert second child of family of five eldest child a girl died in youth after f a boy g a girl h and another girl stillborn parents badly matched mother of considerable mental and physical strength father last representative of moribund stock the result of intermarriage children all resembling father in appearance and mother in disposition drink tendency in both boys to which f's death at the age of thirty was mainly due g committed suicide some years later 
the girl h married into a family with worse ancestry than her own has two children seven i and j boy and girl both inverted as far as i am able to judge the boy was born with some deformity of the feet and ankles is of effeminate taste and appearance boy resembles mother and girl who is of great physical development resembles father the same correspondent adds i have noticed little abnormal with regard to the genital formation of inverts these are however frequent abnormalities of proportion in their figures the hands and feet being noticeably smaller and more shapely the waist more marked, the body softer and less muscular. Almost invariably there is either cranial malformation or the head approaches the feminine in type and shape. Artistic and other aptitudes. All avocations are represented among inverts. Among the subjects here dealt with are found, at one end of the scale, numerous manual workers, and at the other end an equal number, sometimes of aristocratic family who exercise no profession at all there are twelve physicians nine men of letters at least seven are engaged in commercial life six are artists architects or composers four are or have been actors these figures cannot give any clue to the relative extent of inversion in various occupations but they indicate that no class of occupation furnishes a safeguard against inversion there are however certain avocations which inverts seem especially called one of the chief of these is literature the apparent predominance of physicians is easily explicable the frequency with which literature is represented is probably more genuine here indeed inverts seem to find the highest degree of success and reputation at least half a dozen of my subjects are successful men of letters and I could easily add others by going outside the group of histories included in this study. They especially cultivate those regions of bellus literis, which lie on the borderland between prose and verse. Though they do not usually attain much eminence in poetry, they are often very accomplished writers of verse. They may be attracted to history, but rarely attempt tasks of great magnitude, involving much patient labor, though to this rule there are exceptions pure science seems to have relatively little attraction for the homosexual an examination of my histories reveals the interesting fact that forty-five of the subjects or in proportion of fifty-six per cent possess artistic aptitudes of varying degree galton found from the investigation of nearly one thousand persons that the average showing artistic tastes in england was only about thirty per cent it must also be said that my figures are probably below the truth as no special point was made of investigating the matter and also that in some cases the artistic ability is of high order it is suggested that alder's theory of mender verticite according to which we react strenuously against our congenital organic defects and fortify them into virtues may be applied to the invert's requirement of artistic abilities G. Rosenstein, Die Torin der Organmeinder Verticite und die Bisexualität Jahrbuch für Psychoanalytische Forschungen, Volume 2, 1910, page 398. This theory is in some cases of valuable application, but it seems doubtful to me whether it is very profitable in the present connection. 
the artistic aptitudes of inverts may be better regarded as part of their organic tendencies than as a reaction against those tendencies in this connection i may quote the remarks of an american correspondent himself a homosexual regarding the connection between inversion and artistic capacity so far as i can see the temperament of every invert seems to strive to find artistic expression crudely or otherwise inverts as a rule seek the paths of life that lie in pleasant places their resistance to opposing obstacles is elastic their work is never strenuous if they can help it and their accomplishments hardly ever of practical use this is all true of the born artist as well both inverts and artists are inordinately fond of praise both yearn for a life where admiration is the reward for little energy in a word they seem to be born tired begotten by parents who were tired too hirschfeld de homosexualitate page sixty six gives a list of pictures and sculptures which especially appeal to the homosexual prominent among them are representations of saint sebastian gainsborough's blue boy van dyke's youthful men the hermes of praxiteles michelangelo's slave rodin's and Meunier's working men types as regards music my cases reveal the aptitude which has been marked by others as peculiarly common among inverts it has been extravagantly said that all musicians are inverts it is certain that various famous musicians among the dead and the living have been homosexual ingignero speaks of a genito musical synesthesia analogous to color hearing in this connection calicia states archivo di psychiatria nineteen hundred page two o nine that sixty per cent inverts are musicians hirschfeld de homosexualitat page five hundred regards this estimate as excessive but he himself elsewhere states page one seventy five that ninety eight per cent of male inverts are greatly attracted to music the women being decidedly less attracted oppenheim in a paper summarized in the neurologische centralblatt for june first nineteen ten and the alienist and neurologist for november nineteen ten well remarks that the musical disposition is marked by a great emotional instability and this instability is a disposition to nervousness it is thus that neurasthenia is so common among musicians the musician has not been rendered nervous by the music but he owes his nervousness as also it may be added his disposition to homosexuality to the same disposition to which he owes his musical aptitude moreover the musician is frequently one-sided in his gifts and the possession of a single hypertrophied aptitude is itself closely related to the neurophatic and psychophatic diathesis the tendency to dramatic aptitude found among a large portion of my subjects who have never been professional actors has attracted the attention of previous investigators in this field thus mall refers to the frequency of artistic and especially dramatic talent among inverts and remarks that the case is doubtful after pointing out that the lie which they have to be perpetually living renders inverts always actors he goes on to say apart from this it seems to me that the capacity and the inclination to conceive situations and to represent them in a masterly manner corresponds to an abnormal predisposition of the nervous system just as does sexual inversion so that both phenomena are due to the same source 
i am in agreement with this statement the congenitally inverted may i believe be looked upon as a class of individuals exhibiting nervous characters which to some extent approximate them to persons of artistic genius the dramatic and artistic aptitudes of inverts are therefore partly due to the circumstances of the invert's life which render him necessarily an actor and in some few cases lead him into a love of deception comparable with that of a hysterical woman and partly it is probable to a congenital nervous predisposition allied to the predisposition to dramatic aptitude one of my correspondents has long been interested in the frequency of inversion among actors and actresses he knew an inverted actor who told him he adopted the profession because it would enable him to indulge his proclivity but on the whole he regards this tendency as due to hitherto unconsidered imaginative flexibilities and curiosities in the individual the actor ex hypothesis is one who works himself by sympathy intellectual and emotional into states of psychological being that are not his own he learns to comprehend nay to live himself into relations which were originally alien to his nature the capacity for doing this what makes a born actor implies a faculty for extending his artistically acquired experience into life in the process of his trade therefore he becomes at all points sensitive to human emotions and sexuality being the most intellectual undetermined of the appetites after hunger the actor might discover himself in a sort of sexual indifference out of which a sexual aberration could easily arise a man devoid of this imaginative flexibility could not be a successful actor the man who possesses it would be exposed to divagations of the sexual instinct under aesthetical or merely wanton influences something of the same kind is applicable to musicians and artists in whom sexual inversion prevails beyond the average they are conditioned by their aesthetical faculty and encouraged by the circumstances of their life to feel and express the whole gamut of emotional experience thus they get an environment which unless they are sharply otherwise differentiated leads easily to experiments in passion all this joins on to what you call the variational diathesis of men of genius but i should seek the explanation of the phenomena less in the original sexual constitution than in the exercise of sympathetic assimilative emotional qualities powerfully stimulated and acted on by the conditions of the individual's life the artist the singer the actor the painter are more exposed to the influences out of which sexual differentiation in an abnormal direction may arise some persons are certainly made abnormal by nature others of this sympathetic artistic temperament may become so through their sympathies plus their conditions of life it is possible there may be some element of truth in this view which my correspondent regarded as purely hypothetical in this connection i may perhaps mention a moral quality which is very often associated with dramatic aptitude and also with minor degrees of nervous degeneration and that is vanity and the love of applause while among a considerable section of inverts it is not more marked than among the non-inverted if not indeed less marked among another section it is found in an exaggerated degree in at least one of my cases vanity and delight in admiration both as regards personal qualities and artistic productions 
reach an almost morbid extent and the quotations from letters written by various others of my subjects show a curious complacency in the description of their personal physical characters markedly absent in other cases it is suggested by alexander schmid on the basis of alder's views that this vanity which sometimes in the inverted artist becomes an exalted pride as of a guardian of sacred mysteries may be regarded as an effort to secure a compensation for the consciousness of feminine defect the extreme type of this preoccupation with personal beauty is represented by the history of himself sent by a young italian of good family to zola in the hope itself a sign of vanity that the distinguished novelist would make it the subject of one of his works the history is reproduced in the archives de anthropologie criminella eighteen ninety four and in la homosexualitate et les types homosexuella nineteen ten by dr laups g st paul i quote the following passage at the age of eighteen i was with few differences what i am now at twenty-three i am rather below the medium height one point six five meters well proportioned slender but not lean my torso is superb a sculptor would find nothing against it and would not find it very different from that of antonitis my back is very arched perhaps too much so and my hips are very developed my pelvis is broad like a woman's my knees slightly approximate my feet are small my hands superb the fingers curved back with glistening nails rosy and polished cut squarely like those of ancient statues my neck is long and round the nap charmingly adorned with downy hairs my head is charming and at eighteen was more so the oval of it is perfect and strikes all by its infantine form at twenty-three i am to be taken for seventeen at most my complexion is white and rosy deepening at the faintest emotion the forehead is not beautiful it recedes slightly and is hollow at the temples but fortunately it is half covered by long hair of a dark blonde which curls naturally the head is a perfect form because of the curly hair but on examination there is an enormous protuberance at the occiput my eyes are oval of a grey blue with dark chestnut eyelashes and thick arched eyebrows my eyes are very liquid but with dark circles and blistered and they are subject to slight temporary inflammation my mouth is fairly large with thick red lips the lower pendant they tell me i have the austrian mouth my teeth are dazzling though three are decayed and stopped fortunately they cannot be seen my ears are small and with very colored lobes my chin is very fat and at eighteen it was smooth and velvety as a woman's at present there is a slight beard always shaved two beauty spots black and velvety on my left cheek contrast with my blue eyes my nose is thin and straight with delicate nostrils and a slight almost insensible curve my voice is gentle and people always regret that i have not learned to sing this description is noteworthy as a detailed portrait of a sexual invert of a certain type the whole history is interesting and instructive certain peculiarities in taste as regards costume have rightly or wrongly been attributed to inverts apart from the tendency of a certain group to adopt feminine habits and may here be mentioned tardieu many years ago referred to the taste for keeping the neck uncovered this peculiarity may occasionally be observed among inverts especially the more artistic among them 
the cause does not appear to be precisely vanity so much as that physical consciousness which is so curiously marked with inverts and induces the more feminine among them to cultivate feminine grace of form and the more masculine to emphasize the masculine athletic habit it has also been remarked that inverts exhibit a preference for green garments in rome cinetti were for this reason called galbanati chevalier remarks that some years ago a band of pederasts at paris wore green cravats as a badge this decided preference for green is well marked in several of my cases of both sexes and in some at least the preference certainly arose spontaneously green as Yastro and others have shown is very rarely the favorite color of adults of the anglo-saxon race though some inquirers have found it to be more commonly a preferred color among children especially girls and it is more often preferred by women than by men the favorite color among normal women and indeed very often among normal men though here not so often as blue is red and it is notable that of recent years there has been a fashion for a red tie to be adopted by inverts as their badge this is especially marked among the fairies as a fellerator is there termed in new york it is red writes an american correspondent himself inverted that has become almost a synonym for sexual inversion not only in the minds of inverts themselves but in the popular mind to wear a red necktie on the street is to invite remarks from newsboys and others remarks that have the practices of inverts for their theme a friend told me once that when a group of street boys caught sight of the red necktie he was wearing they sucked their fingers in imitation of fellatio male prostitutes who walk the streets of philadelphia and new york almost invariably wear red neckties it is the badge of all their tribe the rooms of many of my inverted friends have red as the prevailing color in decorations among my classmates at the medical school few ever had the courage to wear a red tie those who did never repeated the experiment moral attitude of the invert there is some interest in tracing the invert's own attitude toward his anomaly and his estimate of its morality as my cases are not patients seeking to be cured of their perversion this attitude cannot be taken for granted i have noted the moral attitude in fifty-seven cases in eight the subjects loathe themselves and have fought in vain against their perversion which they often regard as a sin nine or ten are doubtful and have little to say in justification of their condition which they regard as perhaps morbid a moral disease one while thinking it right to gratify his natural instincts admits that they may be vices the remainder a large majority including all the women are on the other hand emphatic in their assertion that their moral position is precisely the same as that of the normally constituted individual on the lowest ground a matter of taste and at least two state that homosexual relationship should be regarded as sacramental a holy matrimony two or three even regard inverted love as nobler than ordinary sexual love several add the proviso that there should be consent and understanding on both sides and no attempt at seduction the chief regret of two or three is the double life they are obliged to lead when inverts have clearly faced and realized their own natures it is not so much it seems their conscience that worries them or even the fear of the police as the attitude of the world an american correspondent writes 
it is the fear of public opinion that hangs above them like the sword of damocles this fear is the heritage of all of us it is not the fear of conscience and it is not engendered by a feeling of wrongdoing rather it is a silent submission to prejudices that meet us on every side the normal attitude of the sexual invert and i have known hundreds with regards to his particular passion is not essentially different from that of the normal man with regard to his it is noteworthy that even when the condition is regarded as morbid and even when a life of chastity has on this account been deliberately chosen it is very rare to find an invert expressing any wish to change his sexual ideals the male invert cannot find and has no desire to find any sexual charm in a woman for he finds all possible charms united in a man and a woman invert writes i cannot conceive a sadder fate than to be a woman an average woman reduced to the necessity of loving a man it will be seen that my conclusions under this head are in striking contrast to those of westfall who believe that every invert regarded himself as morbid and probably show a much higher proportion of self-approving inverts than any previous series this is largely due to the fact that the cases were not obtained from the consulting-room and that they represent in some degree the intellectual aristocracy of inversion including individuals who often not without severe struggles have found consolation in the example of the greeks or elsewhere and have succeeded in attaining a modus vivendi with the moral world as they have come to conceive it end of chapter five recording by kirk ziegler ogden utah voiceovers by kirk dot com